Last time, the group gets in a fight with some Atlantean soldiers, and and a boss who is mind controlling some of the soldiers. Galaxy tries out a new fireball spell. Mimi tries out a new animal spell, who she summons a dinosaur. And Dave catches a disease that makes him breathe only water. After the fight, Mimi finds that soldiers have a barely breathing Jed with them. What do you call a mountaintop guarded by rogues? A sneak peek. Dungeons and Dragons and Daughters. Welcome to Dungeons and Dragons and Daughters. I am Sam and I play Mimi. And this is our dungeon master, aka Daddy. Curtis Bowen. And me. this is. No, no, you're not introducing me. Sam. So, um, okay. So I'm Galaxy Slash Birdie Bowen. But we call her Galaxy. And here's our guest today. I'm Trent Racer. I will be playing the part of Dave. Trent. He came back. <laughs> he came back. He loved it. We weren't we weren't mean enough to him last time, apparently. Not possible. <laughs> that couldn't make it this weekend. So Wait, we it's not possible to for it. us to not be mean enough. <laughs> Sam wants to throw. Maybe. Sam wants to throw Dave off the cliff. Yeah. I have, well, I Dave doesn't just let himself get thrown off the cliff by anyone. It's been a long time since since Trent played Dungeons and Dragons yeah, with yeah, us. That was like couple, the sixth it's been a couple episodes away. We know it was in Halloween. He was just a person. Oh, Halloween. It's been a very long time. Yeah, right. I was wearing the Clown rainbow wig. And yeah, so and do you happy remember? Not Halloween. So since so the adventure that he was here with us for was when we were fighting the werewolves in that abandoned mansion. No, the curse is gone. Curses yeah, you guys got your curses lifted. Wait, have That's, you been following up? Did I, you? I've been trying to keep up, but I missed the last couple episodes. Did oh, you read the Dungeons and Dragons Daughters Mimi? You mean the adventure log? The adventure log. I haven't read. I have not oh. read the adventure log. There's an adventure log. Wait. Yeah, I've been writing down all of our of adventures. Yeah. Why well, have not? It's it's well, kind of, it's turning into a novel at this point. <laughs> Why haven't you? you, you I did have, post it. You should have it. Uh, you should have it published and bound. Yeah. We um we know pretty soon once we're done with like the whole thing oh, will be a long time. We will publish the book and we'll be like. Here, we made a book. Read <laughs> it. If you want, if you want and to they read it, and it becomes a bestseller book. Totally. Totally. It would definitely be a bestseller. How could it not be a bestseller? So, girls, yeah. let's bad. let's catch Trent up real quick on what, what happened. So, let's time. go back a hundred years later. No, no, a hundred years back. Cliff Notes. Looper. Cliff Notes. In the beginning. In the beginning. A primordial soup. Episode no, no, there Seven. are cavemen, <laughs> monkeys, and physical potions. Super short, condensed version. <laughs> we finally made our way back to Westman. Uh-huh, uh-huh. We tried I to I met help. Bob. I met Bob you again met, from yep, my kindergarten friend. He's my kindergarten friend. We went back into the ruins, and we traveled deep inside the ruins. 
we got away from the ruins by going on this very ancient but futuristic underground train. And we speaked with the fish people. Yep. And Bernie tried to speak we, with we, them, which we, not we, turned out quite as expected. I, rem- I remember the fish people were wearing Guy's pot. Yep. And yes. you found Guy. Bang. We found Guy. Yep. We got Bang. out of the fish people's town, and that's when we realized that we with guy, were... With Guy. With Guy. We finally made it to the Zeloshint kingdom. We're not far from where the ancient black dragon that originally attacked the town of Westman and started this whole adventure from the very beginning. In the the very last episode, we ran into a bunch of Atlantean soldiers who we found out actually saved Jed from the ancient ruins. The R- I remember Jed, yes. It was our old buddy, the old buddy dragonborn of ours named Jed who sacrificed himself to save us from a bunch of vampires that we got transported thousands of miles away. So, oh, and one important detail is that um, you are um, diseased right now and stuck in a pool of water in the middle of a swamp. (laughs) And you can only breathe water for the next, uh, I'd say about two hours or so. Are there there any other symptoms? Um, no, you just, you just, I, you, I have to breathe water. You have to breathe water now for, uh, for the next two hours. So that was, so we, we fought this creature called an, an abolith. And one of the aspects of this creature was that if you hit it, there was a chance that it's slime and gunk could get on you. And if it, and if it got on you, you would be diseased for one D four hours. And while you were diseased, you could only breathe water. And that's what happened to you. Okay. And the power of Michigan could not protect me. No. The power of no. Michigan. Oh, and there was a dinosaur last time, too. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I made it. Wow. Mimi now has the ability to um, conjure animals, and she chose a dinosaur. <laughs> oh. Who knew? And his name is Dino-rific. Dino-rific? That's a good name. All right, so I'm going to fast forward a little bit. So dino Rific, he's, he's no longer with you because he only lasts an hour. Dinorific, but he doesn't. He doesn't die. He just. He just. Start, he goes back to wherever no, he, he came from. He goes from. For, to his family, but then if I call him again, he's go. Dave, you got enough time has passed that you are you are out of the water, and everyone is now with the rest of the Atlantean soldiers at their camp. And They're not Atlanteans. Yes, they are. Oh. And now Dave can heal the other guy. Well, hold, yes, he could. He could. But real quick, Sam, why did you think that these soldiers were not Atlanteans? Well, because you never mentioned it before. I'm fairly certain I mentioned it before because they, no, they were the ones that showed you how to work the Atlantean blue holocube that had the commander general yeah, but come I'm out of it. Like they had okay, let's just get you. Okay, if I apologize if I never flat out said it, but it was heavily implied that they were Atlantean soldiers. <laughs> well, I did not know that. Time has gone on. Dave is no longer he no longer needs to breathe water. You can, you can move about. <gasps> no, but then he started drowning in the water. <laughs> <laughs> he stayed in for just a little too long. <laughs> I thought you could breathe underwater. So, Dave, you climb out, soaked, head to toe, <gasps> covered in gunk, because this wasn't this wasn't like a lake or a pond that you were in. This was a large puddle of mucky, dirty water in the middle of a swamp. <laughs> swamp water. And just to remind you, so the Atlanteans, the Atlantean soldiers, when you met them, they were having a pretty bad day. In fact, they were. It seems like that they were having a pretty bad couple of weeks, and they had said to you 
that rather than you helping them and healing them, they asked instead if you could heal this other guy and then just leave them alone. They, they were like, we want no more to do with you people. Well, I think wow. we should just oh, heal their other guy and um, me. Get Jared and Mimi. You are with the um the Atlantean soldiers right now. Yeah. So like, I'm going to say to make it easier, we all met up, and so you are all grouped together now. At, and where are we? Are we still in the ruins? Are we? We are in the in forest ruins. that sur- directly surrounds the Zelochine capital. Okay. But the forest has been turned into a swamp. Oh. Galaxy realized that. Ancient, powerful dragons, when they go somewhere to make their lair, to make their home, the land around them starts to magically change to whatever landscape they prefer. So black dragons, she knew, prefer swamplands. And so the once beautiful, majestic forest that surrounded the Zelishin kingdom has been slowly turned into this mucky swamp. You would also know that if you were able to get the dragon to leave or to kill it, the land would revert back to its original uh, woodiness. Kill it! Kill me! Kill it! So the black dragon is in the vicinity? Yes, yes, but it's still a number of miles away. Okay. That's That's hardly anything. Okay, so we need to heal this other guy? Yes. And who do we know anything about other guy? Well, Mimi has seen him already. Wait, okay. other, who's other guy? The the Jed. Oh, it's Jed that they want us to yes. heal and then get lost. Because they didn't know who this guy was. They just so so this so this is a chance for you to ask questions if you want. You don't have to. But one thing Who-who? that I read to the soldiers. Oh. Like, how did they get Jed? How did they get here? What are they doing? Why do they want us to leave? And all that. You don't have to ask him any of that if you don't how want to. We can just keep this moving on. Jed. The guy who everyone has been referring to as Sarge, he's got a cigar in his mouth. He's, he's chewing art. He's chewing art. It's not lit or anything like that. Do we have an eye patch? What, what can no. we tell, like, visually by looking at these Atlanteans? What do we know about them? Are they wearing armor or what kind of weapons are they carrying they, they are wearing armor what uh, is their appearance they are carrying guns um and from the fight that we had with them last time i'm gonna guess they're more advanced than musketeers yes yes okay. they were they were fully automatic laser guns okay um um i'm asking this to sarge um how did you get jed and he says, well, you had one of those uh, blue hollow cubes like what you had. I know, but like, how did you... Found him in the ruins. We got attacked by vampires. Why were you in the ruins? We got an energy spike. We monitor... What's an energy spike? We monitor the planet. And uh, we see if there's any technology from the ancient ones that have been activated. And we go out and we scavenge it. Something happened down in, that, uh, in those ruins... That picked our sensors picked up, and so then we went out there to try and uh, see what we could find. Um, we were actually there. Oh, so you're the reason we got called in there? No, 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 no. He sacrificed us so we could live. I lost fourteen men down there, and I lost another one today. Well, yeah, Sarge, we're we're certainly sorry for your loss, but you know, uh, we didn't actually call you. It was 
you Jack. know, that's that seems to be your mission statement to investigate these things. Yeah, I know. I know. You have to excuse me if I'm a little bitter about it. It's just been it's been a hard day. Well, so, we certainly feel bad for your loss. So we'll, we'll help out in, in any way that we can. So we'll certainly. do your orders and heal Jed and stay out of your way. That that would be fine, Miss. That would so, we'd be much obliged. What uh, what what is uh, what is Jed to you? He had one of those blue hollow cubes on. That's yeah. what. That's why I said you when you showed it to me, I cursed and commented, "Does everyone have one of those darn things out here?" So you don't know anything more about Jed than that. No, it's our orders, or if we well, find anyone with one of those blue him? cubes, we got to do everything we can to help them. Can we go yeah, see that, him? Those are just standing orders. Yeah, because okay. they're not supposed to be this many of them out here. The guy right. from Doc. And uh, where, where, where are you guys from? We're from Atlantis. Which is where? Oh it's... my gosh, we were just there. No, you weren't. No, Atlantis is is an island that is south of the kingdom of Miam. I know. Okay. Do you know the three musketeers? The three, no, the three musketeers, what am I saying? The, the musculators. The well, I, I think I could probably help uh, Jed out. Um, Can we see him? Yeah, he's like, yeah. He's uh he's right up there. His name's Jed. Yeah. Oh. Well, that's what that's what he told us. Not, that's not not the name I was expecting for a lizard guy. He's a he's a dragonborn. Are oh. are, are you all dragonborn? What? All, all no, Jed Jed is a dragonborn. Jed is. No, all the Atlanteans are human. They're human. Okay. Yes. So, but you had asked about their appearance before. Yeah. So they are all wearing armor. Um. But picture um, kind of like the, the soldier armor like in Aliens of where they've got the helmets with the eyepieces that come down. They've got kind of like shoulder pads with like cameras and lights and stuff hanging off of them. Um, and as you're getting an eye on them, it's like they vary in, in height. Um, there's a black man that's with them. There's, a, there's one woman that's within the group. So it's like there's a diversity that's there. Um, but they are all human. All right. So he points you up the ramp to... It's this large metal tent that is sitting up off of the ground, and it has weird sort of platforms hanging off to either side of it, and there appears to be large holes in the back of this thing, and it seems to be really poorly designed because the the stilts or the braces that this tent is sitting on uh, ends in wheels. So it looks like it could very easily be be, be pushed around. Um, it's a, it's a jet plane. So oh, I'm trying. <laughs> yeah. Jet. A jet. No, it's not a jet plane. It's a jet plane. Jet plane. It's it a jet plane. Sounded like you said jet. Yeah, is that it? Could jed? be. It's <gasps> the jet plane because jet, jet is on it. Jet could be a jet. Yeah. <laughs> he <could>. <laughs> <laughs> He's just missing the eye. Um, jet. Jet. And I'm yelling into the tent. Well, the last time that you saw him is that he was he was unconscious inside. So he has been he's been hurt and unconscious like that for like a week and a half. And I'm seeing if he's alive. What? Well, yep. There's no noise that comes back. He can. He's still and then alive, I, but and then the kind of yep. He was barely breathing. I peek in the tent. Well, the only reason I described it as a tent is because your characters have no idea what a jet airplane looks like. We don't. And so this is kind of, this is a jet airplane, kind of a a, a personnel carrier oh. in the back half of it. I touch is folded it and down I can into turn a platform. In, I touch it and I can turn into a jet plane. No, that's not that's not that's I not the way know. that works. Yeah. But I peek in the hole. 
Okay, Sam. You don't just peek in the hole. It's a, it's like a big garage that you can walk up a ramp and I go into. I don't want to peek in. A peek. Okay. So it's something like the back of a C-130. Or, sure. Okay. Yes. So uh, D- Dave will make his yeah. his uh, way up there and uh, check out Jed's condition. Maybe say a prayer to Michigan on his behalf. Okay. And uh, ass- attempt to assess his condition. I'm sure one of Dave's <coughs> abilities can have him feeling better pretty soon. Yep. So you you get in there and you can tell that this is where all the soldiers have been staying. So they, they have been using this metal structure as like a tent. So you can tell they've got bedrolls out. This is where they've been having, they had some, some small uh, stoves and pots and pans and things like that and other jugs of water, uh, rations that are about. So they've been living in this thing for, for a week and a half. And Jed is in a bedroll. Uh, but the bedroll is too small for him, so he's spilling out on all sides of it, and his feet are sticking out a couple of feet past the end of it. And he's there, and he's breathing very shallow. Like, and if you go up and you touch him, he feels very warm as well. So he's running a fever. He's still the, the front of his of his uh, clothes and chest is is caked in dried blood. So it looks like the these soldiers they they stabilized him. But they didn't do much more beyond that. And Sarge comes walking up behind you. He's like, "I don't, I don't know what's going on with him." He's like, "Our, our doc did what they could, but uh, he just, he just won't snap out of it." Does he appear to have any bite marks? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, he's covered in bite marks and claw marks and stuff. Are are the uh, dra- dragon dragon born? Mm-hmm. Can are I look at this? Are they teeth? susceptible to uh, vampirism? Yes, they would be susceptible oh, okay. to that. Can I look in his teeth? Sure. And then I kind of peer and look in his teeth. So all of his teeth are pointed. Yeah. <laughs> he's been bit by a vampire. He's been bit so by twenty vampires. He's a. He's well, at, the at a minimum, we can guess that he's probably had a lot of his blood drained. So. Uh, he's the even um, more of a vampire. Is he like a vampire? No. We should probably wake him up and, and see what's going on. So then this is what cure I, wounds, I suppose. Sure. This is what I do. Jed, wake up! All right, so so Dave, you're going to be casting uh, cure wounds, right? Yeah. Okay, roll a d8 for me. Six. Six. So that's fourteen. What does that look like when you when you cast that spell? So you you have to touch him to cast cure cure wounds, but do you give out a prayer? Do you put your hand up and light shines on it? It's like well, how, how do you think that looks? <laughs> Well, I uh, I would have to hover over the uh, the patient, place my hand on their their chest or their forehead somewhere, say a prayer to Mishikal. By the power of Mishikal, I cure you. And then I would imagine some sort of glowing light coming out from my hands, mm-hmm. spreading over his physical wounds, knitting them back together. Yep. Um, stabilizing his his bodily functions, dropping his fever, things like that. His breathing does start to get deeper and starts to get more regular. And there's a kind of tenseness that sort of just dissolves out of his body. And his eyes start to flicker. And then they open. And he looks over at you. And he says, Dave. Hey, I'm here too. Mimi. Galaxy. It's so good to see the three of you again. And he sits up with a girl and just... Oh, sup, dude? Oh, and you hear you know the, the vertebrae in his back crack as he stretches and oh, moves his limbs any which way. She's like, 
What happened? You got self-conscious when the vampire... I got self-conscious. <laughs> you mean... I said yeah. Yeah. You, you got self-conscious? <laughs> mm-hmm. It, he also got concussion. It's, it's, <laughs> I got self-conscious and, and a concussion. Okay. So you were nearly exsanguinated. <laughs> uh, yeah, you almost died. You're, you were breathing a little. Exsanguinated? But you were in a coma. Happy little uh, coma. He puts, his, he puts his hand to his head and he shakes it. He's like, thank you. So what happened back there? Well, the last thing that I remember was you disappearing in that magical platform. And then yeah, I, how was it magic? And then I fought through those three vampires and ran into, and he points his clawed hand at the sergeant and the other soldiers that are standing outside and it. I ran into these fine soldiers who saved my life. So you, you, you ran into the soldiers? Was that the, the last you remember? That, that was the last thing okay. that I remember. Do you remember what the vampires look like? They, Did you defeat the vampires? No. Okay. No. They're still strong? Yeah. They're still alive? So that's when Sarge, Sarge speaks up again. He's like, yeah, we dragged them out of there and then uh, opened fire, but our guns didn't do anything to those vampires. The Sarge says, "Is like, I remember what... I remember what one vampire looked like. Did he look like a chief? A chief? Yeah, like the head of the vampire. Oh, he... Did he look like some cheese? He did seem... <laughs> he, he did see. I don't know. It was... There was a lot that was going on down there. There was lots of, there was lots of fighting and screaming and gunfire. Um, so it was hard to tell. But the one, this, the one vampire I'm thinking of, it was, it was a man. It was a tall man. He had a cape and cowl on, dark hair, um, and there was there was just something about him that just just screamed evil, and that blue cube that Jed had was the only thing that kept us from from running immediately in in the other direction. That vampire you're talking about, he's my great grandpa. Dun dun dun. <laughs> <laughs> Can the three of you roll a perception check for me? What's eight? There's a d20. Um, I got a... 17! 22. Wow. All right. So the Sarge is telling you about this vampire that they ran into. And you... Mimi and Dave, you notice behind him that Guy is out talking to one of the other soldiers. And he's fiddling around with some, some Atlantean equipment out there. I say, "Hey, guy, what you got?" <laughs> and I go really close. So you get out there and yeah, you see it's this small device that the guy has in his hands, and he's got he's got a screwdriver in one hand, and he makes an adjustment to it, and he turns a knob on it, and suddenly voices start coming out of this little device, and the soldier standing in front of him is like. Oh my gosh, how did you do that? And God's just like, I don't know. It just seemed to be the way that it's uh, supposed to work. Were you an Atlantean? No, I uh, I guess I just I just have a knack for fiddling around with it. Well, I mean, it's like in the ruins, you know? It's uh, I reprogrammed that uh, that terminal to do the Sudoku puzzle on it. Oh, that was hi, me. I did Mimi. that. Mimi, why are you over there? I'm gonna go to so are we hearing voices out of the uh, device? Yeah, it's a, it's a small radio, and it's 
picking up some Atlantean chatter coming over the airwaves. Anything relevant? No, no, nothing relevant. But the soldier that's there is super duper impressed that not just Guy, but that anyone could have fixed this. Because, well, you, you kind of generally you get the impression that the Atlanteans, they're more scavengers than um, actually creating or making these things themselves. So the Sarge comes down, he's like, and Jed is with him. He's walking down, he's towering over everyone. And Jed is tall, for even for a dragon. Dragonborn are a tall people, but Jed is especially tall for a dragonborn. Because he's like, you measure him from like horn to, to foot, and he's seven and a half feet tall. Sarge says, uh, do you guys have what you need? I mean... I mean, all we need is a wheelbarrow. Wheelbarrow. What do you need a wheelbarrow for? To carry him. He's no. He wa- he no. He Jed walk walked down and then I, with them. And then I so look it, over my I, shoulder. I'm curious. Is it sunny weather? It it is sunny weather. Yes. And, and, and Jed seems I can to be call my pony. suffering no ill effects. I can call my pony. He's, no, you don't get your pony yet. It's still too far away. He's still he's still stretching and groaning a bit. You know, after he's been but, in bed rest for a week. From the but sunlight. When, Correct. Okay. Dungeon master. When I look. Oh, I didn't even. I didn't even. Dungeon master. I didn't even think that's where you were going. <laughs> I, I'm very concerned about cursed cursed animals or cursed people. Don't, and, then it, and through the trees, through the sunlight, just to reiterate that Jed is not burning up or having any discomfort or harm from that. For for a moment, you catch a gleam of gold. Out on the horizon, and Gold! Oh, wait, Mimi no. and Galaxy, you would know that's that is the that is the that is Castle Zelo. That is that is the stronghold. That is the center of power in the Zelo Shink Kingdom. At least it was before the so Black it's like Dragon. The it is the castle. <gasps> yep. So this is the seat and center power of the Elven Zelo Shink Kingdom. At least before the Black Dragon came in and destroyed it. Mama. I see my room up there. Uh, <laughs> when we entered the Zeloshan Kingdom, was it our intention to uh, to visit the capital or to investigate the dragon, or did we just get here by happenstance? We did get here by happenstance, okay. um, but it was in the direction that. The group does want to go in because we want to get rid of the black dragon. We want to get that rid. That is going to be the, the the final episode of Dungeons and Dragons what? for it this won't, season. Won't. I suppose sure. it wouldn't hurt to to have a chat with Jed now that he's feeling a little better and ask him, you know, if he wants to hang with us. Well, or I want to go he's got his own if he's got his own activities to pursue. Okay. Do you guys do you guys want Jed to, to come with us or yes. do, should we say um, goodbye and and My ceilings are tall so okay. Yeah, come. He should come with us. So he'll fit in the castle? He just might hit the okay. chandelier. It's but. like our <laughs> No, well, we'll, every, we'll give him a heads up before we go in the castle. Heads up, get yeah, it? Every, uh, every ceiling is 10 feet tall. He'll fit in perfectly. Wait, no, no. I thought it was 12. Doesn't doesn't oh, matter. Yeah. Well, if it's a ten foot ceiling and you got a three foot chandelier, then that's seven feet, and he can clearly hit his head mm. on that. Where if it's a twelve foot ceiling and a three foot chandelier, <laughs> then there's more than enough clearance for a dragonborn to walk underneath. What about a twenty foot? She but as 20. a halfling, 
these are the kinds of things I don't usually have to worry about. This castle. We're not really close to it yet. We we have a ways to go before we get there. Hey, guys, who wants to do a race? And huh? it might be advantageous for us to have Jed with us. Should we ask him if he wants to come along? Hey, Jed, do you want to come? you want to have a race? So when, when you turn to ask him, that's when you see him tightening the straps on, on his gloves and gauntlets, and he says, I'm coming with you. Um, we were about to It ask is you. my destiny. <laughs> um, well, glad to have you, Jed. Good. It's good to have you back. You can carry the heavy pack. <laughs> <laughs> I do need to find my sword. Yeah. That's when one of the soldiers comes dragging it out because it's a long sword. The sword's about it's almost seven feet long. And it's How heavy. Could you not miss it? And the soldier's dragging it along the ground. The tip's digging into the dirt behind him, and he picks it. He picks it up with a grunt and, and hands it to to Jed. He's thank you, and he grabs it with one one scaled hand. One of the other soldiers they 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 come over and they hand you some odd looking packages. They're like, we, we don't have a lot, but here's some, some food to, to bring with you. I haven't ate for two Mommy, days. Are, are they MREs? Yes, they are. So, uh, where are we going? Let's go to my mom and dad. No, my mom and papa well, are probably dead. that's clear on the other side of the kingdom. Don't we want to go to the my capital mommy and find and out what's up no, with the dragon? No, she's still convinced that her mom and dad are at the because castle. Because they were having a vacation for two years, and it's only been a year. So... You have no idea if they are still there. What you do know is that the dragon had attacked the capital and caused so much damage, it caused all the residents to flee to the south as refugees into Westmen. So you don't know if there's anyone that's still left there alive. Did, did we find anyone amongst the refugees back yeah. when in, in Westmen that, yeah. that could give us... Bob. Some information. Yeah, Bob. My, um, Bob. My Bob. Bob. Yeah, Bob okay. was an, an old friend of Mimi's from kindergarten. Okay. I made him Bob. And he said, "Don't go there. The dragon's there. It's well, not safe." Well, he he never said that, but he did. Just he was the one that expressed how terrible the damage was okay. that the dragon had caused. <laughs> it was the worst thing ever. Okay, we got Jed with I, us. I love. Should it. we? Uh, Set out on foot. Wait, I want to see what we're carrying. We, we know the your ponies are still too far away. Why, tiny chin? You have Guy with you too, as well. Oh, we still have Guy. Guy, yes. carry me. Good old Guy. Guy, carry me. You and know. Guy is armed. He's armed with his trademark uh, oar. He hasn't found a pot helmet yet. <laughs> Oh, um, the fish, the fish people. The fish have. people still have that, okay. um, but he did manage to actually get a uh, a futuristic looking helmet from one of the soldiers. Apparently, that was for payment for fixing the the little radio device. Guy also has. He's also wearing some some armor. It looks even more futuristic than the armor that the Atlanteans are wearing, oh, wow. and he's carrying a large energy gun that he still doesn't quite know how it works yet but the armor and the gun he found in the ruins near Westman Did at one I point in time no okay. I grabbed the spell what what should our destination be should we head towards the capital and see yes. what's going on there yes. yes okay then off off we go I my would say, bedroom right? was purple and pink you can Michigan grant us speed as we and set forth on this holy mission. <laughs> Which will, we will probably die, but it's not Michigan, it's Michigan. For the last time, it's Michigan. 
Michigan. I am a cleric of Michigan. I think I know what my divinity's name is. And then Michigan. Thank you very much. And then Michigan comes out and it's like, I'm Michigan. I don't know what Michigan is. You're you're just making up words now. I'm getting grumpy. So, so you guys bicker and fight the entire <laughs> way, but it does actually make the di- the day go by very, very fast. <laughs> and you do make more time than you than you would think. And it's almost sundown, but you get to the edges of the lake that the castle is in the middle of. So it's a it's a very large lake that's uh, a couple of miles across, and in the middle of it is a large island that the castle sits in the middle of. It's just Stand sitting out. in the middle, of, like there's no causeway or or, well, or dock or ferry or there moon used, whisper. There used to be a large bridge made up of a bunch of different floating ferries, but that's all been scuttled and destroyed. And some of the some of the things are actually are on fire and are still burning. And from this distance, you can still see smoke and you can see that there are fires that are burning in the castle and in the surrounding courtyard and on the walls. And there's do, does seem to be creatures milling about, but you can't tell anything from this far away because we're still about like three miles away from, from this thing. I have no ones in my pooping in my do, do we have any devices or spells <laughs> that can give us uh, far sight, binoculars, telescope, uh, anything? Like I don't, that? I, no devices. Oh, uh, I don't Galaxy, I... do you have any spells that can do something like that? Uh-huh. Let me check. Uh, here, let me show some stuff I have. I have a pillow, I have a boomerang, no, no, I have a yarn, I have a no, teddy bear, I have a no, mop, no, and I have matches no, for <laughs> no, rhubarb pie no, water. No. Anything you need. I think the rhubarb pie is the solution to this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's just take your relax and eat some rhubarb pie. It's very good for your eyesight, I hear. <laughs> it's, it's practically eating like a bag of carrots. <laughs> <laughs> so there's no obvious way across the... How, how far? Across the uh, lake, is a it? million it's, hours. It's three miles. Oh, three miles away. Of yes, course. I, yeah. I, I could that's use, a big lake. I could fly. I could fly, and then carry us all across. So yes, Galaxy can fly. She but, does have a spell that can make but, her fly. It's my, one of my level three. It is one of your level your three. You could you could investigate around the yeah, the area to see if you could find anything that that may help. Let, let's see if maybe we can you know, look along the shore and maybe there's a. A rowboat, How about or a, a canoe, or something along yep. those lines. That's roll investigation that's, that for hasn't me. been destroyed. Is that a D twenty? That is a D twenty. Seventeen. Seventeen. You you find a battered, but it looks like a sturdy rowboat. Is there room in there for the five of us? Oh, I forgot. There's five of you now. No, <laughs> I, at first, I'm like, that's a silly question. It's two elves and a half. Like, why would you not fit in a robot? Then I forgot. You, no, and we have no a seven Jed, foot dragonborn. No, Jed with could us. go across easily. Or, or can dragonborn swim? No, no they. I'm well, really, I'm not that familiar with dragonborn. I don't Jed know. can swim, but that's not inherent okay. to dragonborn. He can just the water only goes up to his big toe. <laughs> <laughs> it's a deep lake. It's a large deep lake. Okay, well, should we try to fit in the boat, or we can we have I to take fly? a couple? Of I go shotgun. I go flying. So Jed walks over and he flips the boat over, and he's like, "We need oars." Oh, well, I, I know I one of us I, has an oar. I, yeah, I, I have an oar. I have like 
The guy's like, oh yeah. Why if only we had a druid who could transform into something aquatic that could pull us across. Oh, hey, no, I have no. an oar. <laughs> I have an oar in my hand. No, you don't. It's in my inventory. No, do, do, you can do an investigate. Do you want to search for one? Yeah, I'm probably going to get a two. Eighteen. Eighteen, okay. In fact, you you find a set of oars, and Guy looks very relieved that his oar will not be used in the water. Jed pushes the boat out to the edge of the, the lake, and he says, get in. I call shotgun. I call the shotgun. Everybody call a shotgun. No, you, you don't call the shotgun. You just call shotgun. I, I said it first. <laughs> I said it first. Shotgun. Done. Okay, so should we should we set off across the lake now? Should we wait for night? Should we now? You go right now. I think it'd be okay. really cooler in the video if we do that at night. In the, Actually, in the video. Yeah, it's kind of sunsetting a little, so you're getting well, on time. Yeah, I'm not really clear how long it took us to walk. It seemed like it took most of the day. It did take most so of the day. It's got to yes. be getting late. In the afternoon, towards it was almost sunset when okay. you got to the lake. So if we if we go right now, we might get. It's three miles. That's a long way to row. Yeah. It'll probably be dark by the time we get there. I know. Do you guys want to? You could make camp and take a long rest before use you go across. Sleeping bag. But of course, there could be some advantage of going over there under the cover of night. Mm. Should we just? Should we go ahead and head out? I kind of want to sleep. Yeah. Let's see what let's see what Jed thinks. He seems like a man of action. I Jed. think I'm tired. Yeah. We, well, you guys can nap on the boat. You're probably not going to be doing the rowing since you're so dainty. Hey, no, my mate's going to wait. You know what? I will row both of the oars tied behind my backs with my eyes shut. Oh, so so you're gonna you're gonna do the oaring? Okay. Oh, I'm gonna do them with my mage hand. So you're. You're so lazy. So 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 Dave goaded Mimi and Galaxy so much that they elbowed Jed out of the way to get in the seat and they each take up an oar. So we're we're on the boat. These two are are elfing the oars. I'm I'm sleeping and my mage hand's doing the work. Um I don't think your mage hand is going to be strong enough to do it. Do it. It could do five pounds. No, it could do ten pounds. It can. Yeah, it could do ten pounds. Oh, I suppose if it could exert ten pounds of pressure. Yeah, I guess it could. All right, so, so Mimi. I'm working my butt off, and Bertie's like. Well, she would have to stay awake to concentrate on Mage Hand. So Mage Hand is on. I'm gonna say on the right oar. Mimi, you're on the left oar. Oh, left is never right. Me, that's. Absolutely you are correct. One hundred percent correct. Yep. Left, right, good. Mimi, I want you to roll a athletics check for me. Okay. Oh, you calling me fat? That's strong. I got a ten. All right, so you got a ten. You are getting tired. And we've only done a lap. And a lap? No, we're going straight across. Yeah, we're going. Yep, we're going straight across. <laughs> so you're we getting. Only did one thing, and you're already tired. All right. Well, it's, it looks like. Uh, Looks like Mimi's getting tired. We need someone to switch. No, should, should Guy or, or Jed take over? Do this. It's okay. There's no, there's no shame in being tired. Rowing no, is hard work. Jed, you call me fast. 
How about Dave does it? Yeah, let's see. I, I could try. It's hard when my feet don't touch the floor, though. I can't get a lot of leverage. But I'll so, give it. I'll give it a shot. No, I throw Dave up the boat. I use him as a row. All right, Dave and He's so much lighter. So Dave and Mimi, you two are going to switch places, and Dave's going to take over rowing. Yeah, I want the both of you to roll a dexterity check. Dexterity. Twelve. Oh, a three plus three. Twelve. So you got a six? Mm. Okay. So as you're switching places, you accidentally trip over all of the feet that are in the boat. You don't capsize it or knock anyone over or anything like that, but you do knock one of the oars into the water. Great going. Hey, that was my mage hand one. Use your mage hands and grab the oar and pull it back. Okay. <laughs> got it. Nope, she does. Mage hand appears, grabs the oar, and brings it right back to you. So you sit down. You know my mage hand's doing thinking. it. Quick thinking. The mage hand's going to do it, so. You're going to high-five me with mage hands? Yeah. Okay. That was good thinking. Because of that, I'm going to give you an inspiration point. <gasps> so I can add one more? So do you have a point of inspiration already? No, 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 no. no. Up towards the top. This is. I haven't used this much. I don't Because have I haven't been terribly impressed by your role-playing. I don't Wait, right, write a one in there now. Write your inspiration point right there. One. Birdie, what what inspiration means is that you get to choose when to use it. You can you cast a spell, you take an action, you do a saving throw, you do an ability check, and if you choose to use that point of inspiration, that means you get to make the roll with advantage. So you get to roll two twenty siders and pick the highest of the two. I'm going to save that for the dragon. That's a, I think that's a really good idea. But I'm pro- I want to save it for more. But you never know what's going to happen between now. Oops, knocked out the ore. Got in it. I grabbed it. I thought that was very clever and and good and quick thinking. So that's why she I gave you. She knocked it out again. Well, technically, you were the one that knocked it out. What? what? Because you and Dave were tripping over each other as you were switching spots. Uh, and I could see you trying to push Dave into the water. <laughs> She's yeah. not denying it. I keep my center of gravity low at all times. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, Dave, I want you to roll an athletics check now. You, so, you start rowing. You figure out a way to get perched up on the bench and rowing pretty good, even though your legs aren't touching. But you start getting tired, too. No. It's a, no, it's actually, that's a six. Yeah, the line's worn out. That's a six? Out. Okay. And I don't have any modifiers, so. Okay. So, you, okay, so I'll say that Mimi rolled for the first mile. You row, rowed for the second mile, and now you're getting winded. Fine, I'll let my mage hand do it, and then I can do it. We both can do it together. <laughs> <laughs> All right, both of you, I want you to roll athletics checks, because you you two are going to switch sides now well, on the boat. dexterity before. Or dexterity, I'm okay. sorry. Thank you, yes. Five. <laughs> <laughs> Nineteen. Nineteen. Okay, this time, Dave, you do fall into the water. <laughs> Can I at least grab grab hold of the side of the boat so I don't sink? Jed reaches over and pulls you out by the scruff of your neck. And you're super scared. And says, Thanks, Jed. Are you all right, my friend? And, no, and, um, I'm a little cold shoot. and wet, but I'll be fine. You were, you were only in there for a second. Can I have some whiskey? No, it's my whiskey. Oh, you're right. <laughs> you want some rhubarb pie? You're such a jerk. Uh, that's pie? a very kind offer, but I... I no, I don't want pirate. Right You'd now. rather have my whiskey. So, so galaxy, you start you start rowing on one side. You got mage hand rowing on the other. 
I want you to roll a perception check. Just you. 22. Okay. It, okay. 22? All right. So you notice as you're rowing, you're concentrating on your rowing because you're mage. You're not very strong. You're used to being more bookish and using your brain and using mage hand to accomplish physical things like this. So you're getting very tired and winded fairly quickly. I'm still doing it. You're still totally. You're, st you're still doing it. You're focusing on your mage hand. The mage hand is rolling on the other side. I'm also fo focusing on me. That's so right. Like, like with one eye, focusing on mage hand with the other eye. No, well, you're looking down at the bottom of the boat, focusing on like a knot in the wood. Just And that's when you notice that there's water that's starting to creep into the bottom of the boat. <gasps> Our boat is flooding! Our boat is flooding! <laughs> do, you, do you stop rowing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. So Mimi, or Galaxy, oh, stop Galaxy Keep stops rowing. immediately. And... But the boat is sinking! The boat is sinking! <laughs> okay, let me keep doing it! <laughs> we, we, can we use... Uh, well, you're exhausted now, and we're still Jed, like half a mile away from shore. Do you have anything to bail with? Jed, you do it. I'll do maintenance. I have Dave. Guy offers up his new helmet. <gasps> Thanks, Guy. So be, be careful with that. Well, you you can do it with the bailing if you want. Oh, okay. Okay, he starts. So Guy starts bailing the water out of the bottom of the boat. And she's done. Yeah, and she's exhausted. Done. Well, she can still keep. She can keep doing the mage hand. Actually. Um, roll a... No, no, because I want to see if you can keep concentrating on the mage hand. Um, because you're exhausted from all the rowing that you did, roll a constitution saving throw. Twelve plus... What does it say by constitution? Zero. Twelve, well, twelve is good enough, so you can keep the mage hand going. So, but Jed, he sits down in your place. Roll a, a dexterity check for me. Eighteen. Okay. So you both, for the first time... You trade places with someone in the boat with no problems, and it just happens to be the largest person in the boat. <laughs> Go figure. Yeah, but we don't mean fat. We don't mean fat. <laughs> we don't mean fat. No, no we he, don't. No, he's no. literally the biggest person in the boat. Yeah, he's just by tall. Which is <laughs> a couple age. inches taller. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Do you mean a couple feet? He's totally just a couple inches taller yeah. than your five foot one elf. <laughs> and he's like seven feet. Seven and a half. He's seven foot six. Jed sits down and he starts grunting and really putting his full muscles into into the oars. Imagine he's pretty strong. He is very strong, and um, the boat really starts gliding through the water now. But the Why water hasn't he been rolling, rowing? Since the start? <laughs> yeah. Because you you goaded them into right, showing their course. physical prowess. Yeah, well, I'm pretty good. I've been doing it. I'm two awesome. Hours. <laughs> yeah, I so, didn't even do anything. The water in the boat is starting to get deeper and deeper. Guy is not able to keep up with the water that's starting to come in. Does Dave have anything else he can use? I guess I could use my boots. You do have a shield that okay, you could potentially yeah, scoop. Let, I'm gonna, Dave's going to jump in and help with the, with the Ice bailing. Ice cream cake. Oh, you okay. Ice cream cake. You know, that's we, true. We, She's got a shield, too, that you could potentially scoop water okay. out with. We, we, have a, we have a rhubarb pie pan. It's still on the pie. All right. I want... Unless okay, so here's what right we're going now. to do. We're going to make... Um, we're going to do five athletics checks. So the three... So everyone's going to roll an athletics check. I'm going to roll two for, for Guy and for Jed. And as long as three of us can get above a 15, I'll say that we're successful in getting to shore. Uh... 
I got an eight. So that one's out. I got a 19 and a 17. I got 10. Okay. Mimi, you need to roll an athletics check. Do you add anything? No. Not for athletics. Eight. Do you add anything to it? I did add something. Okay. (laughs) All right. So the boat goes under the water. And I can breathe. You're maybe a hundred yards away from from shore at this point. I start swimming and kicking water into Dave's face. (laughs) Dave, get on my back if you can't. So everybody, let's roll a, everyone roll a survival check. Ooh, survival. Eleven. Nineteen. Eight. No. I got a five and I get three plus. You got an eight? Okay. So... (laughs) You are you are still too worn out from rowing that you you just can't get your arms to work. If only you could change into an otter or she can a turtle or <laughs> a fish. Here, or, get on my back, Mimi. Okay, I turn into a fish or a goose or a duck or. No, I want to be. I want to be. I want to be a duck. You gonna turn into a duck? <gasps> I will. Okay, so the, at the level that you're at, you you can't technically turn into a duck because it's a flying creature but i will let you turn into a duck but you just can't fly so a paddling duck yes all right so you turn into a duck and you start paddling away okay but everybody i would have gone with beaver or otter personally over a duck (laughs) hey ducks are awesome not not taking anything away from ducks (laughs) but in this situation it clearly calls for an otter so it's 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 dark out you guys Get up onto the shore, soaking wet. Everyone's tired, exhausted, and cold. And the duck climbs up the shore. Like, that turned out to not be a very good boat at all. And uh, I had a boat in my inventory, just to tell you. You did not have a boat in your yeah, inventory. I <laughs> yeah, I know you didn't. <laughs> Don't say it like you're fooling all of us by saying you had a boat in your inventory. Oh, <laughs> no, do not write boat in your inventory. <laughs> You can't just write stuff down and have it be there. Uh, do you know how? Yeah, I'll tell you what I'm saying. Pillow, no, a boomerang, no, a no. dime, a teddy bear, no. pop, a doorknob, no. matches, rhubarb pie, rock. That rhubarb <laughs> pie is going to go bad soon. I know. Rubik's cube, spell book, Well, it's probably noise. wet right now, right? Oh, that's I mean, true. we all went in the lake. That's true. Yep, your rhubarb, rhubarb pie is ruined. Why do you have a Rubik's cube? <laughs> You get on shore and you see the castle, the golden castle of Zelo is standing in front of you. And you can see that all above the parapets on the wall, there's little creatures that are milling about. And there's lots of fires and sconces that are out and tons of smoke uh, from burning trash and other things that are coming up from the castle. It doesn't look like that there's elves in this castle anymore. It looks like some other creatures have moved in.